Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 5 of Next Class, Hashtag Throwback Thursday. Still thrown off by the hashtags as I almost forgot how to say that word. And today we have on some special guests from the Degrassi No Contacts Twitter account. I said that word weird too. Haley and Emily, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us today for this very special reunion anniversary episode. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your Degrassi journey? Ooh, where to begin? Guess what? <laughs> it's It's been a journey. Emily was the one who sort of, it was her idea. She got me into it. I think there's a tweet about it all the episodes on youtube and she's like you gotta watch with me and then then we just got into it yeah um i watched degrassi as a kid uh a little bit i definitely didn't watch it every like episode because we would have watched um around like the boiling point era and i think at that time they were doing like four episodes a week and like that that just wasn't gonna happen for me um but I would watch it at like sleepovers and stuff so I did kind of keep track of around season 10-ish um but I didn't really go back and watch the whole show until college yeah because we were studying abroad in the Netherlands and we didn't have access to a bunch of tv and I found out that Degrassi was free on YouTube and I could still access it from the Netherlands so I watched a bunch of it and Haley and I have always bonded over TV shows, so I forced her to watch it too. But she ended up loving it. <laughs> yeah, she she knows what I like. I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is just just madness. But yes, we've <laughs> always bonded over TV shows. We yeah, so we were roommates all four years of college, and that's like the thing that made us decide to be roommates. You know, met on the Facebook page going into college and started chatting. And once we saw we had similar tastes in TV shows. We're like, okay, let's live together. So it's fitting that through a TV show was was how we somehow got a, a little bit of an internet platform. Like, just do this real full circle. Definitely. Yeah, so then about a year ago, I think almost exactly to a day, we created the Degrassi No Context account. And it was meant to be kind of a joke just for us and some of our friends. Um, but then we accidentally had a post go viral, and Lauren Collins found us. And then uh, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Here we are a year later. <laughs> what was the tweet that went tw- uh, viral? It was um, the picture of Paige saying, I'm not mean, I'm right. Um, we we posted it, and, like, most of our posts would get, like, maybe, maybe, like, 80 likes if we were lucky. Um, and we woke up the next morning, and it had a 1,000 likes and was, like, going up by the second. And I think within that week, Lauren Collins found us because the singer Jojo apparently followed us. We had no idea she was following us. And she texted Lauren Collins and was like, you should follow this Twitter account. And she tweeted to us and was like, you guys are so funny. And we were so shocked. I would have lost my mind. I would have like freaked out. We were freaking out. We We were like, 
cool. We were together too. Like we were in the middle of taking screenshots for an episode and we paused it to just check the Twitter notifications and we see that notification together and we just looked at each other. And I think we screamed for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Like Lauren calls <laughs> JoJo. That's like a millennial dream of like Paige from Degrassi, JoJo from Leave Get Out, like validating your platform. JoJo from that one song when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> Go JoJo. Um, well, hey, she had two songs. She had Too Little, Too Late as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was in Aquamarine, so never forget JoJo. The original JoJo. Yes. Oh, my God, JoJo. <laughs> um, that's amazing. We love your account. Um, I think our Degrassi Twitter also has just, like, recognized that we like a lot of your posts, so now it just, like, it's like, you missed this. Here's this. <laughs> like, tweet from Degrassi, no context. That's awesome. So, it's always a joy to log on to our Twitter account. Me, like, whenever I quote tweet, like, a comment on one of your posts is always when I get the most likes on something. <laughs> They're just Amazing. so good. They're, like, the best reaction things. Like, I can just, like, make little memes constantly all day long. It's my favorite. It's perfect. So many memes. Yeah, all the... The reaction faces, like we love posting stuff that can be applied to other things. Like Frankie oh, Zip It, not to get ahead of ourselves yeah. for this episode, but Frankie <laughs> Zip It. Totally. That should just be the theme for her entire being. Frankie Zip It. Y'all, Frankie, oh my God. let's not. You guys, I think you guys posted the one, it was like a throwback one the other day, of uh, Terry and Jimmy and Rick. And they're like mm-hmm. having a conversation and like Rick tells her to eat a salad and Jimmy makes the best face I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I was like, yes, this is great. The throwback ones are awesome. Amazing. <laughs> We're slightly biased to yeah. original cast gen- next generation characters. That's you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, beat it. Speaking <laughs> of, um, I, oh, I guess I should also preface this by saying, I guess if you've made it this far into our podcast, you are aware that we have already watched this episode technically four years ago when it came out on Netflix. And we watched it with zero context. We didn't know who people were. We were calling Lola pink hair girl. Mm-hmm. We were calling Tristan hot plaid shirt guy. No, we were calling Miles hot plaid. Miles, pla- Miles, not Miles hot plaid Miles, shirt guy. <laughs> I mix their names up all the time in my head. Um, also, I re-listened to that episode yesterday and we were like, thirsty over miles which is baffling now because now i look and now i'm like i'm like this none of this does anything for me like i am not no the hottest person in this is Paige. like i don't know (laughs) craig looks like shit they only mention manny i kind of want to just get into it so wounding over craig which is crazy i'm like i feel like four years ago i was in like a very different place like emotionally (laughs) like now it's a totally different situation So, so we'll discuss the episode but i might i will also probably interject with like four years ago this is what we said about this <laughs> um <laughs> just for some more bonus context i guess um but yeah the episode starts and we're preparing for the anniversary weekend the 60th 60th anniversary 60th of um and we almost immediately run into Liberty, and I'm so happy to see her. I, I missed Liberty. Liberty looks great. 
She got a new haircut. I'm all about it. What's she's going great? to law school. She's wearing a mom cardigan. I don't know if we <laughs> want to talk about fashion. We also, every episode, we try to, we do fashion police where we note anybody's clothing that sticks out to us. So if you have any, feel free to add, although we did not ask you to do that. I did take fashion. Oh, good. Perfect. We, like, don't give anyone any warning before they come on and we're like oh yeah just watch this one and then we'll talk about it and then we're like oh we have segments sorry yeah. we came prepared Perfect. awesome lola is also wearing a blingy necklace at one point i love the gold necklace because i feel like this was like such a thing at that time it's kind of still a thing it's like like big chonky yeah necklaces. like just like not like your grandma's costume jewelry but very like 80s hip-hop music video costume jewelry and i'm all about it also kind of <laughs> gossip girly yeah a yeah. little bit yeah mm, tristan has a red floral shirt situation i loved that shirt i think it looks like vintage wallpaper that's what i yeah. read it's <laughs> hair like yeah i i was talking about it, i think last week but i always love like a floral on black like that is very much like mm-hmm. my vibe I have like many address that is just a floral on black and pretty consistent. <laughs> um, Craig's beanie is terrible. I think we noted that. But it's four bad. years ago, we loved the beanie. So I'm Did we? That. Yeah. I feel like four years ago we didn't have good taste in <laughs> anything because we because we also thought that Miles was extremely hot the entire time. And watching it now, I'm like, I don't get it. I think Where was it I at? Might have to do. Just with the fact that in the original, like we were in season two of Degrassi and nobody was hot yet, except maybe kind of Craig. And yeah. I feel like they're much more like manicured and have a better like makeup team on set yeah. for Netflix. So I think Spinner commented on it in this episode too, which uh, I got that written down super like meta. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> The show. Exactly. It's crazy. Uh, I think it's so funny that you guys thought Miles was like hot when you first watched this because I vividly remember the first time we ever saw Miles when we were watching. I told Haley he looked like a human string cheese. And that's literally what we said. That's what Holland said. (laughs) When so when we when we started it, when did we start season whatever miles is in i don't know but i'm finding are you hopping onto our degrassi instagram that we don't use anymore where we posted him as a string cheese oh my god did you really can you see the wow wow awesome that's so Someone made that for us. Was it your Kirsten sister? Kirsten Hilton made that for us. All right. Thank Great you. Cheese boy. Shout out to Kirsten Hilton. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we Holland said the same exact thing. I don't know why you guys both think he looks like a string cheese. I also don't think you're wrong. It's just such a specific response to that boy. But when we watched this one where he like looked like this version of Miles and not like early miles and less string cheesy we were just like all about it and in retrospect i feel weird about that it's <laughs> so not my favorite move that we've ever pulled i mean we just thought he was an attractive boy i don't know I don't, the whole dig deep digs deeper <laughs> let's move on holly j has a dress that i'm 
into. I just wrote Holly J continues to dress like Blair Waldorf. Yeah, her, she, her, her style is unchanging. She does. She looks very like Upper East Side. Yeah. Sitting on the stairs of the mat. Went to school? No, she was a Yale. Not. She's not in New York. Yeah, I can also well, see her in. I can see her in Connecticut though. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, Zoe's ball gown with gloves. What the fuck? We were also <laughs> very confused about it four years ago. Hang on. I wrote down, like, our exact quotes. Um, but you can continue to speak about it while I look for that. Oh, I just think she looks like a little kid playing dress up. 100%. She does. I think she's wearing the gloves, though, because we are starting a self-harm journey with Zoe right now. Which oh. I never would have picked up on oh. before. But... Are, we were like, why is the girl host of the show wearing a straight up ball gown? And Kelsey was like, she's wearing goddamn gloves. We were very indignant and confused. Oh, I also I'm thought Spinner f- looked like a mob boss the first time. I wrote that too. <laughs> but upon like my, but what watching it yesterday, I had like no thoughts about him. I think it's because I follow him on Instagram now, though, so I'm just used to him. We're like, used to what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. I think me like like similar. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I know what he looks like. Like same with Lauren Conrad. I'm like, I know what she looks like. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. I I don't follow Liberty, but I probably should. She's a DJ now. Her Instagram is cool. Oh yeah. Cheers. Watching her, like, spin, I was like, man, she's so cool. DJ Me Time, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. So, so fun. All right. I got to follow her on Instagram. I I follow Imogen. What's her name? Christine Prosperi. She's, like, she's so, like, trying Instagram influencer vibes. But she is, like, she's been in, like, a long-term relationship with a hockey goalie that I really like. So, I'm, like, it's kind of me just, like, checking in on him, too. I'm, like, what's going on with the blues? I was fangirling so hard the other day because I made a one of the once said trend videos. I made an image in once said video, and she liked it probably because it was retweeted on the account. And oh, I was nice. like, oh my goodness, yeah. So I was like, she liked my image in post, my compilation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I that think that's exciting. all the notes that I had. I think the only other one was like, Mo looks different, but he still doesn't look good. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> he look he looks fine. I think he looks better than he did. True. For sure. True. I think we just also like, we don't enjoy Mo's personality, like as a rule. We also hated him four years ago. We hated, <laughs> did we? Well, it's because his comedy is bad. Yes. It's very, it's not <laughs> funny. Back in my day when it was two years ago that he graduated. Yeah, we were also confused about him being here, t- talking about that four years ago in the podcast. We were like, you were just here. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know what dating, zap- dating apps are. And so <laughs> Kelsey said, oh, God, I lost it. It hurt my feelings that it was there and that I had to watch it about most of <laughs> I stand by that. That's Kelsey four years ago. Really great observation. It did again hurt my feelings that it was there and that I had to watch it. Yep. Um, that is all that I had. I don't know if you guys had any other fashion or beauty. Notes. I have two more. What about you guys? I have a couple. Okay. Um, so I actually wrote a lot of the same things you did. I literally wrote spins unbuttoned shirt is giving me mob boss slash vampire. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the two other things that I had really, um, Miles plaid shirt, I think is stupid. I think it looks like his mom bought it for him. 
Like, I, it totally looks like middle school boy whose mom, like, rolls up to the store and buys his clothes for him because he doesn't care. <laughs> you but know the- how I, you know what I think about that shirt in retrospect, like, now that we're chatting about it more and he's not, like, a fictional man to us? <laughs> it looks like one of those shirts where it's, like, it, they're not real buttons. Like, they they are, like, the pop-on buttons or, like, it's a zipper yeah. or it's just a pullover situation. I'm, like, this is, like, not, like, a real plaid shirt that you got totally. like, Burlington flannel or whatever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. The one other thing I wrote was about Paige. Um, I just thought it was so fitting that they gave her a dress that showed her stomach still. Like, that's a huge move to wear a dress and have a cutout right at her stomach. Yes, it's just the hottie crop top all over again. Also, I had a note about Paige's dress as well, which was I would wear Paige's dress, like, at any (laughs) given moment. I'm like, give me that. I want to wear that, like in the future she for all things it queen looks, page oh it's so good i'm like so good. okay the first note that i wrote down says trout grass and i'm trying to decide if that <laughs> is a fashion note uh, oh, oh <laughs> i do not know what, what trout grass is um when i went to search it to look for the show before Degrassi even popped up, a sports documentary called Troutgrass popped up. And that made me really upset <laughs> that Troutgrass would get a more uh, autofill, like, <laughs> right up front than Degrassi. And it took me on this whole hole before starting the episode. Okay. Trout Is it grass. a fishing oh, show? I'm baffled. I I was pretty baffled, too. Like, the, and even the description, it's just... It, I kind of thought it was like golf, but maybe fish. I, it distracted me and distressed me. It can be so many things. I've literally been watching a show. It's not going to be my recommend because it's stupid. For the past two days, I've literally just been watching a show called Fastest Car. That's it. <laughs> that's been my whole. That's been my weekend. Has oh, been boy. has been watching Fastest Car. Does it have fast cars? It is, is. one faster than the other often they race it's a whole thing it's very wow. stupid it's like one supercar so it's like a lamborghini versus two like three like sleeper cars which are just like race cars on the inside but like station wagons on the outside or like whatever kind of like bullshit huh. like thousand dollar car someone wants i don't know i should stop talking about this it's a stupid show i just looked at trout grass and it's even more boring than i feel like we were thinking it's about it follows the origins of bamboo as a prized material for fly fishing rods. So it's oh. about fly fishing rods. I could send that to my dad. My dad would love <laughs> that. And that, before Degrassi, I'd I found sh- trout grass. Different priorities, <laughs> I have one more fashion note, and it's that Frankie's necklace at the end is like the opposite of Lola's necklace when it comes to like costume jewelry it's like the bad kind it's like the grandma kind but it looks like really crappy and lola's looks really fun that's it it's it's just like the yin to her yang (laughs) i don't remember the necklace at all it was not great it was like big and chunky and blue and oh i did like her dress though it's a good dress performance it was like a navy blue kind of like ruffly structured Dress. Oh my god. She her likes her blue. She <laughs> does. I mean, she looks good in blue. I understand. I'm like, man, it's just very over and over <laughs> again. But you guys, I wish, like, with my heart of hearts, that we could have watched 
the alumni versus teachers ultimate frisbee. <laughs> yes. True. Oh that would have been fun. Liberty is the captain of her ultimate frisbee team in law school. Yeah. Also, I feel like like I I know people who have gone or are currently going to law school, and I they don't have time for ultimate frisbee in my experience. It's like a lot mm. of like I do law and that's all I have time to do. I'll call you in two years. Yeah, <laughs> don't understand. I don't know. Liberty can do it all though. So she really can. I'm not putting it past her. Liberty Van Zant never loses. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. One of her best quotes from early on. Yes. Oh. That horrible cross plot. Oh my god. I forgot about that. Where she wears the cape and she's like Napoleon. Oh my god. There were so many just like weird, confusing like B and C plots. Remember the potato chips one? (laughs) The Pringles contest? Oh my god. I'm like, was that promo? Or did they get paid? No, because they didn't get to call them Pringles. Oh, they, Pringles. they were just like, so they called them like confusing. pop chips, which are now actually a thing. So they wouldn't have been able to call them pop chips at the time or something like that. Unless it was, do they call Pringles something different in Canada? Hashtag. Maybe, maybe it's, it's different. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Unclear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Tristan's like giving a tour of the school to like Liberty and then Holly J shows up. He fangirls over Holly J in the way that I would also fangirl over Holly J. Yeah. Because she's an icon. This is something we talked about a lot. Um, actually, because we think it's really weird that Holly J wouldn't know who Tristan is. Like she knew Owen. He dated her best friend. And I can't imagine that Anya wouldn't have said to her at some point, like, Owen has this younger brother. It just, she heard him say his last name too. We were like, she really couldn't have even thrown that in there. I I almost buy it just because, I mean, I know that it was just like laziness on the Degrassi writers part or they like literally forgot, but I almost buy it just because she hated Owen so much that she like fully did not pay attention to his and Anya's relationship. And also Tristan was so different when Owen was still around. True. Yeah. Also, frequently forget that Owen existed. I always forget that Owen exists. I forget everyone <laughs> I forget from that those a seasons. Lot of people exist on the show. <laughs> also, watching this now, I'm surprised by so many people who didn't come back. I mean, we talked about this last time we recorded this too, but like none of like the Claire class of people came back. Maybe it was because it was mm. too soon and there was overlap. But I'm surprised, like. Claire, Eli, Allie, especially because Sav was there, but Allie wasn't there. Like, all of those people, like, none of them came back. Jenna, Connor. Connor is fucking Mr. Simpson's, like, godson slash used to live with him. Why yeah. isn't he back yeah. with us? I was confused. I think because AJ Souten is, like, busy doing music now and was like, no, he's thank you. He's, oh, he's so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's one. He's one to follow on Instagram. His Q and A's are always really fun. Yeah, <laughs> on his stories, always. Oh, he's the best. He's great. I follow him. I don't follow. Just, just. Why can't I remember? Jake Epstein. Does he have an Instagram? Do I not follow that? I follow Jay, whose name I can't remember. Mike Lobel. Mike Lobel. No. Yeah, I don't know if Craig does, but I think he, I know Craig has a Twitter. Jake Epstein has a Twitter. I feel like I don't want to follow any of them on Twitter except for. Lauren Conrad. Why do I keep calling her Lauren Conrad? <laughs> Lauren, Col- I mean, Lauren Collins. 
God damn it. You with the uh, the Hills and OC talk is like me, like on LC on my brain. Um, but I follow her because she's funny on there. Yeah, but I follow her on Instagram too. I feel like Jake Epstein's not going to be funny on Twitter. I mean, I think he usually just is like, I'm in this play now. Yeah. Or like, we'll like sometimes do like a throwback, like Craig thing. Yeah. Holland and I watched him in an entertaining but very odd off Broadway play like five years ago. Yeah, we were in the front row too. We were front row. We were so close (laughs) to him because the tickets were so cheap that we were like, we could sit in the front row for like twenty dollars. I don't even think I could be wrong. There might not have even been assigned seating, and we just got there and were we were able to sit in the front row. Oh yeah, that might have. I can't even remember. It was a very small theater. (laughs) Weird time. Um. So uh, Tristan fully trips over Lola, who is doing a sit-in protest. Um, and he obviously Tristan is making this about him. He continues to make this about him and his performance as student president, whatever, this entire time. And it's very, very annoying. On brand. It is on brand and super annoying. And I know that it's like supposed to be annoying, but I still am irritated by him most of the time during this. Um, <laughs> so he starts to make it about himself completely. Um, and then Grace joins in and Liberty calls him out on being like, are you like taking away their right to protest and she sits in and i'm like yes this is like the right class of degrassi to like come into this sort of situation because everybody's joining in like oh absolutely like can you imagine if it was claire or someone who walked in and saw the sit-in protest it would just no i feel like like claire is like yes Claire is like so picky choosy about like what she cares about that I'm like I don't know how Claire would handle but I know that like I don't like I don't I don't know maybe Imogen would hop in or something but I feel like like Emma Liberty Paige and Marco are like the people to have around because all of them are gonna get involved I'd also like to note that when we watched this four years ago Kelsey said I liked her whole steeze about Grace multiple times did i <laughs> and called her hair mermaid hair it is mermaid hair i stand by that it's like goth mermaid hair it also steez you said i liked her whole steez see this is why <laughs> throughout the episode was i high i don't think you weren't you didn't smoke yet oh that's right i was taking a break okay well no like you didn't well i think you secret cigarette smoked but i don't think you smoked weed yet yeah no that was like my in between that was like my five years of like darkness where I didn't do anything no I oh my god why what I don't know but I I had to write it down to see this is why I don't listen to old episodes because I'm like oh you're a mess let's not get involved let's not go back into my brain of five years ago but yeah where the sit-in is about Tiny getting suspended and then Grace chimes in and is like, this is unfair. Tiny gets five days of suspension for self-defense when Frankie just, like, barely gets punished at all for her racist poster. Yeah, that's true. There was, you know, they she keeps talking, and Lola says the same thing. She's like, well, she was kicked off the volleyball team. And I'm like, she wasn't, though. There was no, like, school-mandated report like repercussions like she was kicked off of the volleyball team because she was guilted by her teammates like if other teams were willing to play them or if her teammates backed her up and were like you can stay on the volleyball team she would have literally no repercussions i also think someone else said like even though she was kicked off the volleyball team that doesn't exactly go on her permanent record yeah zig might have even said that 
But whereas a suspension on Tiny's record, it's not great. It's not great at all. No. Especially because of his troubled past. I'm sure he already has like other things on his record. He right. makes, you know, he makes a lot of great points when he's talking to um to Lola about it later. And he's like, you he's like, what if they retaliate with like photos of me and my brother who is like in prison? Like, yeah. you know, like he's trying to like kind of keep his reputation clean because he has like goals and aspirations and he wants to get out of his neighborhood. And I think that's very valid. Totally valid. Uh, yeah, definitely took some notes on that later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah, I um, love Tiny. Tiny, I th- Tiny and Lola are like two of my favorites of this like generation yeah, of Degrassians and Grace. Grace, yeah. I don't know if there's anyone else that I like. Sometimes Tristan. Tristan has his moments. Yeah. Even Zoe has her moments. She's at least entertaining. True. Zoe is entertaining. Yeah, yeah liking Tristan, that is controversial. <laughs> There's one thing I've learned from this account. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's very anti-Tristan fandom. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you guys get any, are, do you guys have any other insights on, like, what Degrassi fans love? Because sometimes I'll see, like, things that you guys have, like, responded to that are like comments on your things or I'll read other people's comments when I go and do like a a retweet quote thing and I'm like this is an opinion that I never once considered (laughs) because like we're usually fairly in tune with what the other one is kind of thinking we kind of just like talk we like voice each other's opinions back and forth to each other quite a bit yeah once in a while we'll have we'll like disagree on something and then usually like come to a conclusion but there are like wild ass opinions out there. What are like some of the ones that you guys see a lot of or like have like really surprised you? Hmm. I mean, I think the Tristan thing might be one of the biggest. Like we definitely I wouldn't say we liked him by the end of next class, like after having seen his whole character arc, because we do really try to reserve judgment until we've made it all the way through a character. Um and I think we just liked him, but I don't know if we expected him to be, like, the most universally hated character in the whole fandom, which I would say he probably is. Yeah, um, that's what I learned. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's selfish. And then after seeing all the comments online, I was like, oh, no, he's the most hated one. I mean, I think this kind of gets back to, like, one of my favorite parts about running this account is that, like, at the end of the day, Haley and I are, like, two white girls. Like, there's a lot of things in the show that we don't necessarily pick up on because it's easy for us not to pick up on it, which is, you know, like our, our own ignorance, but like having the opportunity to speak to like so many different people who have watched the show. I think we've really changed our tune about a lot of things because we've like heard people's perspectives and been like, Oh my God, we should have been thinking about that. Um, I definitely think like, like Lola, I think is a great example has from the beginning of her time on the show, kind of some, her own internalized racism. Um, She says a bunch of racist stuff. And like, I'm sure we picked up on some of it, but there's a lot of it that went over our heads that like listening to people talk about it in retrospect, we're like, yeah, that should have been talked about more. I don't know, Haley, what else do you think? I I think the Lola one is definitely a good example but yeah, almost similar to what you guys were saying, we are on the same wavelength on most things. Like we have very similar opinions on the characters and the situation. So 
definitely getting tons of comments that we really are seeing people saying arguments and comments on just almost like sometimes legit fights will break out in comment sections because people just have completely opposite opinions and very passionate very passionate about their opinions and it's just been kind of wild to see the different views and almost try to try to mediate in a way because yeah things definitely get a little fiery sometimes in, in common sections yeah, for sure but we try oh, to the internet yeah maybe one of the other things i think um that was kind of like a big realization for us with the account was just how dedicated eclair fans are like oh. we both didn't care for eclair as a couple that much which is a definitely an unpopular opinion in the fandom and like i'll give it to people if that's their thing but like i just not a fan of them together <laughs> um but that is something that people like that's a hill they'll die on with eclair um, so that's definitely been something we weren't necessarily expecting and something that's been kind of interesting to navigate. Yeah, we are fully on the same page with the eclair thing. I'm like, I, I'm not here for this. But I think also we like we weren't a part of that generation. We were too old. We were watching it in retrospect and we were just like I, this. I hate it. I don't like it. It yeah. doesn't it, like it does not click for me. Also, like I think about that Fiona quote. Like, I don't understand the Claire thing and, like, how Claire, yes. like, has all of these men obsessed with her. And I, like, think about that every day. Like, it's, 100%. I'm, like, I, oh, I think it was, like, I don't understand the power that Claire Edwards has over men. And I'm, like, fucking hard same. <laughs> applicable I, quote. I do not get it. Yeah, ever since we, like, moved past where we both, like, originally stopped watching it, um, it, there's just been a lot of, I guess, context that having the podcast and having, like, people reach out to us has helped. Like, like everyone being in love with Eclair, kind of. I remember when the Claire Drew thing happened. I think someone wrote to us and said, like, the fandom was rioting. It didn't make any sense. Because it doesn't make any it sense. It just happened because they were the two most popular characters on the show, to which I was like, Drew was one of the most popular characters on the show. Are you kidding me? And just like thing, yeah, it's it's been wild like learning about the context. I guess even like after we've watched these episodes cuz mostly we're just like kind of going in blind cuz we're not watching it in real time. I'm glad people talk about the Lola stuff too cuz I don't I don't know if you guys listen, but the past couple of episodes with this whole Frankie arc We've been talking pretty much every time about how Lola is saying a lot of stuff that's going largely unchecked by anybody. And I feel like the whole like vibe of that is that like everyone's like, well, Lola's dumb. And I'm like, she's not that dumb, though. Like, she still needs to have consequences for her words. (laughs) Like, someone should still like have words with her. Like, every time she says something racist to Shay, she just rolls her eyes and is like, Lola, you're so stupid. And I'm like, yeah, she is. But like, also... I think I yeah, Goldie did the same thing. Goldie was like, whatever, you're dumb. And I'm like, no, we still need to hold Lola accountable. Although she delights me. I do like her. I just think that like people need to really call her out on her shit. Because it's like, yeah, maybe she is just dumb, which I don't think that is the case. But if she's just dumb and you're not calling her out on anything, she's also not learning and she's going to stay dumb. Which kind of right. like a weird lens on this whole plot line for her. Because when we watched it originally, like, we didn't have any of that context. We nope. were just diving into this episode and Lola was kind of just like 
spearheading the sit-in protest zero tolerance like let's confront this vibe and we were like oh yeah she's awesome she's this she's learning and she's doing her thing and now watching this i'm like i like i still don't know if she fully under like i feel like we now need to have the conversation of like you know these things that you said? that you sometimes say <laughs> someone should be talking to you about them yeah also i love totally. how at the end of this she's just like tiny did you know about racism <laughs> and he's like yeah dude <laughs> Like every day. (laughs) He got a good laugh out of that one. (laughs) So did I. I was like, Lola, I get it. You're the dummy, but you're not that dumb. Definitely interesting. Obviously, so we've watched it all the way through and now we're rewatching for the account. So just how different things are on a rewatch. And I think Lola's a good example. Like we both love Lola. Like season three and four Lola is just such a gem of a human and then going back and rewatching that and being like oh wait but there is also all this like sort of racist undertone statement she's making that are just getting thrown out just because everyone's like oh dummy and I'm like no she's actually a smart caring person and she should be held accountable for what she's saying now yeah because even if and I and I like even if there isn't malicious intent she's not gonna learn anything or that saying these things are wrong but also I don't think she's so stupid that she doesn't know that saying these things are like a little bit fucked up yeah right especially like I just I have a hard time believing I mean Lola is white but she's also Latina and she works like this Argentinian restaurant that serves Mexican food I just have a hard time believing that she has never like witnessed racism against like her father for example yeah like I just, that's just ridiculous to me. And I mean, I think the same thing about Shay, like this whole, a few episodes back where Shay's dad had to like explain why drawing a black person as a monkey was racist. That to me, I mean, she's what, 16 by this point. I just don't believe that that Shay hasn't already, unfortunately experienced racism at some degree in her life. Like there's just no way. Yeah. I mean, she's also, I feel like, and I totally agree with you. I think the only arc, I mean, I think they would have had this conversation a long time ago. I think it's the timing of the conversation, but also I, my, you know, I feel like because she, she grew up fairly privileged and, but mostly she grew up with all white friends surrounded by white privileged people that maybe that it's not that she hasn't experienced racism or microaggressions because we literally have watched her experience several microaggressions but whenever she does she it she like barely clocks it like I'm like I almost like I did you know I almost think that may it's not even that she doesn't understand it's just that maybe that's how she thinks things are and that it isn't that like maybe she's feeling the wrong way like that's the only explanation that I can have for why that would be such a late conversation but I still think like having that conversation at 16 that like high racism exists is like a wild ride yeah I feel like that in reality that conversation would have happened much earlier in her life but because this is where we are in the plot line of the show we used this as an opportunity to like have this conversation so all the Degrassi viewers could witness this (laughs) conversation as well and have a little educational moment let's learn together yeah true (laughs) but um, oh, also, so I guess after the sit-in, like, begins, we are rehearsing for this anniversary thing, and Tristan is talking with Miles, and I think Miles is, like, extremely downplaying Oh, God, yeah. Stuff. Oh, he yeah. says, mm-hmm. it's, 
it's crazy. He says what they're saying doesn't even make sense. And which my note was no question mark. Um, but he's like, he's like, Tiny got into a big fight, which no, he didn't. He, you he know, sucker punched he, and then, like, yeah, exactly. to get the guy off of him. Exactly. So he's like, Tiny got into a huge fight. Pass. No, he didn't. And he's like, and Frankie like just did a drawing. And I'm like, either he's receiving all of the information from Frankie who he's not stupid. He should understand that that is a very biased source or he's just like fully not paying attention to the world around him. And granted, he's got a lot going on with himself and with Hunter. But like your sister's fucking up left, right and center. Like, can somebody like get her in check? Like you have helped yourself and your siblings before maybe have like a come to Jesus moment with Frankie instead of enabling her. Yep. The theme of this episode is everyone enables Frankie. Yes. Yep. Frankie is enabled by the men in her life and I don't get it. It's one of my next notes is then, when we get to Jonah. Yeah. Yes. He's also downplaying the drawing. Also, Frankie's being called Ku Klux Ku Klux Fran. I, I wrote that down too. Yeah, said Jonah, stop enabling Ku Klux Fran. Yes. Oh my god, my note is also Jonah is an enabler. Ku <laughs> <laughs> Klux Fran. Like, Jonah is an enabler. Oh, Tristan also decides he's going to talk to Simpson, which is Miles' idea. He's like, you should kick them out because it's looking bad on you. They can protest any other day. I'm like, don't you get how protesting works? Yeah. Like, they're doing it today because it's because timely and also because of the audience. <laughs> it's like, can't you wait until there will be less of an impact for your very important protest? Wait until it's less crowded and no one is inconvenienced. <laughs> This kid needs to go to a history class. I feel like he just stopped showing up for things. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Jonah is enabling Frankie. She's like bumming. She's reading a book about like, so you've been publicly shamed. or It's like something like that. And she's bumming out and he's like, cheer up. It was just a drawing. And she's like, it offended a lot of people though. And he's like, eh. I know. I'm like, Frankie's like very nearly almost about to get it. And she's like, it offended a lot of people. And I'm like, let's, let's keep going with that thought process. And Jonah's like, no, you're wrong. You did everything right. It was just a bad drawing. I'm like, why do you, what do you think everyone's upset about? Do you think it was the quality? I confused by that. Especially because like a couple episodes ago, Jonah had to explain like systemic racism to her. I'm like, what, what is happening with your character? Oh, Jonah. I am I am truly confused by the Jonah situation because, yeah, he, like, fully does, like, a million turnarounds on his opinions and, like, understanding of things. Like, he went from, like, you can't solve racism with balloons to, <laughs> it's like, it's like putting sunscreen on a tumor, I think, was yeah. the metaphor. Yeah. Um, and he, and now he's like, you did nothing wrong. It was just a crappy drawing. Like, what? Ugh. So confused. Yeah, he's a mess. That was... But apparently Maya lost her voice, so she can't sing with Peter and company for the gala. Are and we was... upset about missing the Studes reunion plus Maya? Because I think I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Janie also... and the Studes featuring Peter Stone featuring yeah. Maya Matlin. Yes. Minus <laughs> Janie. Minus <laughs> half the Studes. <laughs> Whisper hug didn't reunite because oh Mo God. was here. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, oh, and, yeah. and Zig was in and that. Zig was in it. Was it you sure. guys who tweeted or someone who follows you that like you liked? So I saw it was like, 
why starting in next class Zig suddenly has no musical talent but he's like the guitarist in Whisper Hug with Maya up until this point this has been like I've been getting into with people today on Twitter actually that is where I saw it then I was like I know it comes from you guys I can't remember (laughs) in what capacity but I read it like recently I was like that's an excellent point I forgot I regularly forget about Whisper Hug because I'm blessed with a terrible memory of things that don't matter. Um, and it's oh, Whisper Hug. You truly couldn't get something that matters less than Whisper Hug. So that is a good <laughs> no. choice. I, I still don't get the name. Like, it feels creepy to me. It feels like someone's hugging you and then, like, whispering in your ear. Or is it just, like, a very gentle hug? Which also is weird. The writers explained the name, actually. They did? Yeah, On Twitter. So- it's based on Audra Torres. Um, Adam and Drew came up with the name because Audra used to do a thing where she would hug them and then like whisper something in their ear, like warning them. And that was how they came up with the name Whisper Hug for the band. I love Audra Torres. Wow. I hate that reasoning. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the classic, like, come here, let me give you a hug. And then Drew, you mess up one more time and I will <laughs> keep you in your room forever. Like, you can stay upstairs with your dad where we never see you. <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to the dad? I don't know. Because wasn't the dad Drew's dad? Yes. Like, biological yes. dad? Yes. <laughs> yep. Correct. But, I i mean, Audra was obviously the better parent. Yes. Definitely. Queen Audra. Queen Audra. I miss her every day. Her we didn't see Drew. No. I, I don't miss Drew, he's but I'd like to know what he's doing. Kiosk in the mall. Oh my god, do you think he's still at the mall kiosk? I don't know, he'd love yeah. it so much. The fact that he's the one character who we didn't find out what he was doing when they graduated. I'm like, tell me what Drew's doing. Yeah. yeah. I want to know what Alex is doing. No one mentioned Alex. Didn't she yes. go to law school or something? Didn't she do something, like, cool? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. I have no idea. Maybe? Justice for Alex. Seriously. What's Hazel doing? Justice for Hazel. Justice for Hazel. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. Where are we? (laughs) Oh, Maya lost her voice, so now Frankie is singing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she did the musical. Remember that? She can sing. But also, it's it's very convenient. They do no background research on her at all. They're like, can she sing? I don't know. Jonah says so. Like, they just look at John and they're like, you look like you know a singer. I'm like, how? Why? (laughs) Oh, Um, uh, one more note from uh, the Jonah Frankie at the locker. Spema appears in the credits together. Like, they are doing two at a time. And I'm uh like, that's their one time together in the whole episode. So, I'm like, we (laughs) do get a brief Spema together appearance just in the credits with Shane and Miriam's names. What do you guys think that's about? Because they both talk about their relationship in all of their scenes, but they are never once shown together. Do you think the actors hate each other? Do you think maybe there's just like such little on-screen chemistry that they were like, we can't sell this. You guys just have to talk about each other like you like each other. I think they said in an interview once that there was just a scheduling conflict and they couldn't get them in at the same time. That's less fun, but definitely real. <laughs> and mine is, gonna, mine yes. is fiction. I wish. Like one scene outside for like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Isn't she a real estate agent now? I like to believe that they have like a really toxic marriage, but that yes. singer loves Mr. Simpson so much that he just <laughs> doesn't want to let go, calling him dad. 
I get that. I subscribe to that theory. Yeah. I mean, I I was about to say I want to call Mr. Simpson dad and then I realized that that might come off dirty. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm not interested in him in that way, but he is like my Degrassi dad. Yeah. Completely. Him and Joey. Joey's also my Degrassi dad, but I also have a crush on Joey. Yeah, that's a little bit that's a little bit hinkier. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I knew that I got old because when we rewatched this show, I was like, Am I more into (laughs) Joey than than Craig? I think I am. I think I've gotten old. I did that on my um Gilmore Girls rewatch. I had a very similar reaction where I was like, I'm really into Luke and Christopher. And everyone else is a child. Okay. Christopher, who was on Degrassi. Yes. Oh. So I thought he was her dad. What a wild plot. I watched that one like yesterday. (laughs) So so funny. Weird. Such an odd plot. So weird. Also, I'm so ready for Zoe to just like welcome herself for who she is. That's all I want. I want like- I want happiness for Zoe. Zoe's a pain in the ass, but I also want joy for her because I think she's such a pain in the ass because she's like a very sad closeted lesbian. I yeah. think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I know. If it gets better. I, I don't know. even know. I hope it does. I hope so too. Don't no spoilers, yeah. guys. Our lips are sealed. <laughs> Once in a while we're told like you're gonna like this person or you're gonna hate this person or this person's gonna get interesting. And people are always right. Yeah, when we first met Imogen, we were both like, she is psychotic. She is telling Eli to not take his medication. We hate her. What is going on? Now we love her. Yeah. Now I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> that's where we're that's where Modern we're... day love story. Truly. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I love Zoe and her story. Because mm-hmm. it's true. She's a pain in the ass, but it's because she's in so much pain. And you're like, I just want you to not be pain and to stop inflicting pain on other people. And just. Yeah. I just want that. Yeah. She's also like one of the most interesting. Like the true. super yeah, nice is. ones that aren't doing very much. I'm like, you're kind of a snooze fest. Like, you know, yep. she occasionally sucks, but also. But know, she's never not entertaining. Yeah, I'm never bored by Zoe. Emily and I were talking about that earlier. Like, as much as people hate season 13, particularly the beginning, because it's such a mess, the introduction of Zoe and Miles are just two of the most interesting characters that have ever been on the show. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. How do most Degrassi fans, if you know, feel about season 11? Because we hated it. This is deeply controversial. I would say it's, I feel like it's pretty split from what I've seen. I think slightly more people dislike it than like it. I know some people who it's their favorite season. We are of the opinion that we hated it, I think. I mean, with some exceptions. Like, we were talking the other day about which seasons we dislike the most. And I think we came to the agreement that we'll take a messy season over a boring one. Like, we disliked 13 and 14. Like, I... Seven and eight were so boring to us. <laughs> um, but yeah, 11, I just think it was organized so badly and that stresses me out. Like the decision to change school years in the middle of the season is messy. But I give it some credit because I really love the cabin episode, Nowhere to Run. I and- loved it too. Holland hated it. Holland, love I feel it. so vindicated. Holland hated the cabin hate episode. It? You did. It was like the spooky one, and you were like, "I think I was in a bad mood when yeah, I watched it." Yeah, I think it. I was in a bad mood. Yeah, I <laughs> loved that episode. 
It was it was one of my favorites just because it was so nonsensical and fun. It's I love that. It was really it was really reminiscent to me of like in the earlier seasons when they did the movie parodies, like they did the Ferris Bueller episode and like the Breakfast Club. Like yeah. I feel like they needed to do that more in the later seasons and like break up all the drama with just like a fun little like parody episode. Totally. They kind of stopped doing like you're right, like those little one off like fun ones that are so they're so crazy. Like the Breakfast Club one, like so bastardizes the Breakfast Club and also <laughs> itself and also Degrassi in general. And I love every minute of it because it's so good. It's insane. And it's like this beautiful, like, nonsense break from everything else. And they just kind of stopped doing that. Maybe that's why I loved that cabin one. I think I also might have watched that before I had actually seen The Breakfast Club. Oh, really? I also was probably just like, this is amazing. This is a great concept. Detention. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. Someone should make a movie about this. (laughs) The Breakfast Club was my favorite movie in eighth grade. So I was so when this when that came out, I was like, oh, you guys did an okay job, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, so Lola escalates the sit in to a protest and she's using Tiny as a symbol. And Tiny extremely does not want to be a symbol. No. Um, and, And this is when he's talking about like. I don't want people to bring up my brother who is in jail, by the way. It's going to get turned back on to me. And I want you to stop this, please. Um, I'm glad that he ultimately changes his mind. Um, but I am, I'm also glad that Lola respected his wishes and did try. She did try to she, stop it. She did try to stop it because he did ask because he didn't want to be a symbol for this. I think, like, I I don't know. I have conflicting feelings about this. I feel like when she went back to them and was like, we, like, Tiny doesn't want to be a part of this. We have to stop it. They should have been like, well, we're not going to stop it because it's about more than Tiny, but we'll stop using his name and face on signs. And, like, they weren't Mm. willing to remake the signs, and I take issue with that. Just, like, change the signs. Remove his name. You know? I get that, like, it's... It's usually a more effective protesting cause if there's a face to it, if you have a specific example. So I get, like, them not wanting to. But also, he's, like, saying, please don't include me in this. Yeah, but it was also, like, his. this was the inciting incident to, like, have the conversation about Zero Yeah. We have the foil of Frankie. It's, like, it's all so wrapped up in him, too. Yeah, it's... yeah, it's it's just a really tricky. It's so thing complicated. To I'm glad. Well, I mean, it works better as a protest having him as the face. So I'm glad that he ultimately came around to it. Yeah. Once they like had more of a conversation, but it, it does like kind of like rub me the wrong way that they were like, "Well, you don't get any autonomy over your face and name and how you want to be represented and how you want your name to be like spread out or whatever." Right. It's so like white savory. Like, yeah. he didn't ask you for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Lola still wants them to shut it down, and even though they're like, it's bigger than this. And then someone says, if you don't think racism is a problem at Degrassi, then prove it. And she's like, okay, fine, I will. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, oh. Even if that was, like, true, how would you prove that? 
She asked Siri. She does ask Siri. I was like, okay. In Lola fashion. Also, before Lola comes by, Liberty talks about how they had to protest to get wheelchair ramps for Jimmy. And I'm like, where was that episode? (laughs) I wrote the same thing. I was like, we deserved a mini, at least, of them doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I also wrote that down. I was like, I wanted to see that plot. What? Also, I find that hard to believe because... Jimmy's parents were so rich that they probably just like bullied the school to do it. Yeah. They were, they would probably be like, we're donors. Please install these. Yeah. You don't already have them, which feels illegal to me. I was going to say that's definitely illegal in America. I don't know how it works in Canada, but true. It definitely is. I don't know. Like, but I would, if there was some sort of situation with that, which like now obviously seems very fictional and just like threw it in there. But like I think that would have been such an important episode to talk about because I, I, that's not really something that Degrassi focuses on a lot is like people Disability. with disabilities yeah. and like that fight because the like Disabilities Act in the U.S. was such like a hard one fight like there was uh, no. it was it's nuts and like touching on that at all I think would have made such well not a, not necessarily like would have made a difference like because it's Degrassi but like at least would have touched a lot of people and informed a lot of people and would have like provided some representation like I don't know the amount of like Jimmy's having a hard time because he's disabled was like him going to like the fake kid rock concert (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like he can't see over the people and then it like works out for the best like I feel like there were so many things that they could have done that they just were like nah was Jimmy being in a wheelchair, the only like disabled representation that we Maya's had mom. on the show. I yeah, Maya's mom, Maya's mom, you're right. right. Maya's mom, Maya's mom. Which, Balda, we haven't seen a lot of her lately either. But we haven't really had any students with like either any other kind of disability or any kind of disability that they were like born with. Yeah. Um, or like any kind of invisible disabilities. I'm yeah. like, there is not a lot of representation of that kind of stuff in the media in general, and I'm kind of surprised that Degrassi never tried to tackle that on the show as well. At least not yet, I guess. We still have, like, two and a half seasons, but yeah. I'm not sure. Grace is cystic fibrosis, I guess, to a degree. True. That's true. Um, that's honestly something I feel like they might cover better on Degrassi High, which is so interesting. Really? Yeah. There's a few things that I feel like Degrassi High was much more like progressive and not holding back on in terms of plot. Yeah. They probably have the most fleshed out. I don't know. They talked about abortion a lot on Degrassi High, which is crazy for like, it came out in 1990. Um, They talk about like AIDS. Like there's a bunch of stuff that they really don't hold back on. That was done much better that like their HIV plot was much better than the one that happened in Next Gen. Oh, yeah, it was, re- yeah, it was really good. Even little things like in Degrassi, Junior High and High, like we find out that I for- that Joey has a learning disability and Caitlin has epilepsy, and neither one of those things are addressed in Next Gen. And I'm like, that w- that could have been interesting. Yeah, that's like true. The, like f- finding that those stuff out about the characters. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is the first time that I've been like, excited to, to watch yeah. the 80s and 90s version thank you because everyone else is like you have to do it and then we get like no additional info <laughs> and you like you guys have have 
turned us like i'm ready now to get into it when this is done yeah oh we love it it definitely has like the 80s cheesiness to it but it it really does touch on stuff especially for the time that was just so revolutionary and they do some stuff better so Mm -hmm. definitely big fans of junior high and high awesome i'm super into that idea um but anyway, okay, so then we pivot to Craig is singing Rescue You in the auditorium. Yes, he is. <laughs> to an auditorium full of everyone swooning over him. Also, when we watched this four years ago, Kelsey talked about how she literally screamed when he came up on the screen. That sounds like me. <laughs> that was not the case this time. I was like, I was like oh, man, that hairline. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you were just so so excited about seeing <laughs> i think it's also because we had like well no craig was still on the show i don't know why i was excited it was like new craig though i guess yeah we hadn't seen a ton of him yet but yeah i don't know so much had happened with craig one. since then that yeah. i was like kind of like maybe i'm maybe i'm burnt out on craig <laughs> we haven't been reminded of everything yet <laughs> I, I've, I've been too <laughs> recently reminded of the like coke episodes which i think is thanks to you guys i've been too recently reminded of the coke stuff and now i'm like i don't care about craig (laughs) craig is such an asshole craig has lucked into everything in his life (laughs) he's like had so many hard things happen to him but then like fully lucked into like fame and fortune and like burned it all away on nonsense definitely he was such a shitty little fuck boy in the movie too yes Yes. I was like not in support of like the airport moment. I think when we watched it, Ellie, run away, just leave. Deserves so. He had a girlfriend up until like five seconds ago, and he was leading you on at the beach and everything when he had this girlfriend that he didn't tell you about. (laughs) So frustrating. The like YouTube channel releasing all those top ten videos. One of them was top ten best couples, and they had Craig and Ellie as number five. What? People were up in arms about that. I screamed. I was like, what? And again, the video was going on and on about their airport kiss. And I'm like, no, no, Craig and Ellie, no. They could have been cute in an alternate universe, but not the way things actually went down. treated her horribly. Yeah. I liked Ellie and Jimmy better, and they didn't even actually become a couple. Yeah. Jimmy could have been great. I liked Ellie and Jimmy a lot. They were compatible. They were. She hung up on stupid Craig and she let it pass her by. Ridiculous. Anyway, oh yeah, so this is yeah, so Craig is rehearsing, everyone is drooling, and then this is when Mo like has his stand-up situation. Can we even call it stand-up? <laughs> it's so bad. It's so hack. It's so like it's it's like he's doing back in my day. He's doing like a bad impression like the whole vibe is like he's doing a bad impression that he thinks is a funny bad impression on like hack stand-up comedy like he's like (laughs) he's like i'm gonna do an imitation of like what's the deal with airline food except he's like being earnest about it the whole thing bums me out kelsey from four years ago was right it hurts my feelings (laughs) and then he tries to talk about the protesting but like I don't even think it was in like in a constructive way or in a way that was going to add commentary to it. To be fair, we didn't get there yet. That's true. He was saying that it was like better protests than when he was in school back in his day two years ago. Oh, that's true. 
back when I don't even think they had protests at school, but okay. I can't believe it's been two years. <laughs> the timeline on the show is so confusing. <laughs> it's all off. Um, I love that Mo, like, when he disagrees with Tristan, is like, well, fine, then you don't get to have my performance. Like, wow, we're so sad about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. Did you guys see Stephen Stone? A little Stephen Stone cameo during this? Was he in the background? He was in the background. He was sitting on the bleachers, like, smiling at Mo's set. And I was like, hey, Stephen Stone cameo. Uh, I I did not notice that the first time. (laughs) But so that made me happy that Stephen Stone was there. (laughs) (laughs) Acting as one of you. He's the best. I love that. We had him on the show when he was promoting his book. And he, like... I, like, prepared so many questions about the book to make sure that we were, like, pushing the PR message, and he could care less about it, and we just, like, talked about Degrassi for most of the time. And, and Instant just... Star. We also talked about oh, Instant yeah, Star about a lot. Instant That's Star. awesome. A lot. A lot. <laughs> and he did say that he regretted um, naming the next class episodes, like, hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that was an instant regret. That was, like... <laughs> pretty much like halfway through the first season I was like we shouldn't have done this <laughs> that's funny and yeah so yeah Tristan basically is like you can't talk about the protest because it's not positive and Mo's like well mic drop I'm out um, but then we see Frankie rehearsing with Peter and Sav for this show they're singing the school song which I've never heard before in my mm-hmm. life and except when we watched this originally, I guess. And I thought her voice sounded way too musical theater-y. Well, she was in the musical. I know, but I just didn't think it gelled. But Sav still looks great. Yes, he does. does. I don't know about the banner. No, they well, they do know about the banner. They just don't don't know know that it's her. And then when she reveals that, Sav is like, "Um, I can't be seen with you because I want to go into politics one day. And I'm like, wait, where did this come from? And Peter's like, I work with a lot of black guys, so I'm out. Not like, I also disagree with this. Yeah, it was. I was like, that's the only reason is that he has black friends. Like, I was like, that's the most Peter response to the situation (laughs) ever. Still so on brand. (laughs) Oh, Peter gonna Peter. kicking her out they're just like you know what you should still do it we're just gonna not do it now. <laughs> which is like she wasn't like this wasn't even her thing no you roped her into this and now you're like abandoning her to do it like, alone with jonah oh, okay sure oh my god <laughs> yeah like this whole like tristan is being so controlling and there are so many things going wrong that like this entire performance lineup is now terrible like it wasn't going to be good to begin with but at least it was like kind of varied and they had like you know like manny was gonna sing a song and mo was gonna do terrible comedy and (laughs) peter's band with sav they were gonna be doing a terrible thing it's like it was all originally going to be not very good was supposed to read a poem okay i'm the terry thing though because why would she be at the reunion she didn't graduate from degrassi i have no idea unclear i think they just like wanted to be like remember terry who was here for two seasons and then we just let disappear into the wilderness yeah like she's alive guys like had no control over the fact that she just never came back yeah 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 so crazy 
Yeah, I have no idea. It's fine. She's very successful now. <laughs> True. But then we're with Lola, who's asking Siri how to prove that racism doesn't exist. And then Marco and Paige overhear her talking about, like, the zero tolerance policy. But Marco has listened to a podcast about it, so he's going <laughs> to explain all the stats about how zero tolerance is terrible. And it's not always applied fairly. Shocker. And it's very informative and wonderful moment with Marco and Paige. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I was watching this with someone. And when Marco was like, well, actually, I heard on a podcast and then like went on like a five minute rant, turned to me and was like, that's you. That's you every day. <laughs> that's you constantly. Oh, did you hear it on a podcast? <laughs> yes, that's how I learn a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. They they get really uh Marco is making great points and like Paige is chiming in and I'm just so happy to see them both. It always hurts me during this scene that Paige though says, Don't make me slap you again. Because I like <laughs> yes. to pretend that, that didn't happen in Degrassi's Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. Like oh, the fact man. that that's how we ended on a cliffhanger of are they gonna stay friends? So seeing that they actually did stay close is very nice part of this reunion episode yes thank god i mean i never thought that Paige and marco were truly gonna be (laughs) friend broken up forever true yeah they love each other too much (laughs) also marco compliments lola's hair which or maybe it's shay's hair it could be either i don't remember he just says love your hair and then walks away i'm like it could be either of them (laughs) um but then Spinner is walking with Simpson, talking about how all the students are so good looking now. I I feel like I totally glossed over that because also the person I was watching it with was not having a good time watching the episode and doing a lot of yelling. So (laughs) he just straight up says all the students are good looking. He's like, oh, it's good to be back. All the students are so much better looking now. It's like something like that. And Simpson is like, well, that's a wildly inappropriate comment to make. That's it is. I mean, I guess, like, the writers were trying to do a thing on, like, we hire, like, model actors now instead of, like, meta. real children. Yeah. But still, it's upsetting. And this time he's calling him dad. Also <laughs> upsetting. And then Lola confronts Mr. Simpson and is like, zero tolerance is bad and it's racist. Or actually, I think she's like, did you suspend Tiny because he's black? And then Mr. Simpson is like, um know what's happening and she's trying to talk to him about zero tolerance and about how tiny getting suspended was wrong but simpson is like not really hearing it and kind of like pushes her off um which only fuels the fire but first i oh i would like to say that my my only note about spinner in this entire thing is spinner is here (laughs) spinner (laughs) exists Spinner is here. No punctuation. <laughs> nothing. Everyone else gets like an exclamation point or like a thing. Actually, pretty much everyone just has their name exclamation point because I try to take notes really fast. Yep, same. Paige and Marco get two exclamation points. Spinner gets Spinner is here. <laughs> Did he just leave such a bad taste in your mouth than the last time we saw him when he married Emma? I'm so mad that he married Emma because that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make I- any sense. 
I'm on the train of they could make a lot of sense and would be compatible, but it's just the fact that we didn't get to see any buildup. Like, if we'd seen, you know, Emma's dropping out of school and she starts hanging around the dot all the time and Spinner and Jane are already broken up at this point and they start bonding, then I'd be like, okay, I believe this. They, they're they kind of similar. They're kind of homebodies and uh, don't really like a lot of change, and but both kind of have this uh, live life to the fullest because you never know what can happen due to similar types of trauma i'm like they make sense but they needed a better setup yeah I can, that's my spam rant of the I day semi on board for that it's just like it happened so out of the blue yeah, yeah. i think also <laughs> like i don't know that i ever fully got on board with spinner and that might be controversial like i started to really like him but there was still like so much of spinner being like an absolute shithead throughout like the entirety of Degrassi that I'm like saving Holly J from like a shooter one time is not going to erase like him getting Jimmy shot and him like being a monster a lot of the time. I mean, I will. Yeah. I think he does do a lot of work to come back from that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've... it happened in season four and I do think he grew a lot from then and on to like season seven or eight yeah. or whatever the fuck I don't know was. he has like he has a lot of good moments I don't know I don't know why I'm like not excited about Spinner anymore I feel like I, I started to like I him I feel like you definitely started to like him yeah <laughs> I don't know I think I also like I had a lot of issues with him with the Darcy stuff I don't know everything was he's just he's a problematic character no matter what <laughs> no matter how you spin it pun not, not no. intended um <laughs> but I'm generally like I think so too. I, I don't know why I'm like I've like Spinner's just lost his luster for me and I don't I don't know why, but I was not excited about Spinner. Maybe it is the Emma thing. Maybe I think you're just like, how could you do this? Yeah. They needed build up to that. They, they did. did. It was too out of the blue. Or even them getting drunk and married makes sense. Even them being like, yeah, let's stay married. Why not? Makes sense. Them proclaiming their love for each other makes zero sense. That's where it lost me. Trying to like have like a weird like, remember when you did my science project? I'm like, like, no. No connection over that. No. He's like, she's like, you held on to my poster board. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Wasn't that the project that like made him get a boner in class or something? Yes. Like, why would you be like sentimental about that? Wouldn't that be more traumatic and life scarring than you'd want to forget that that project happened? It literally comes up as one of his greatest mistakes when he's walking with Paige. He's like, that time I got a boner in class. And I'm like, I don't know. First of all, I don't know that that compares to whatever's happening right now. It's a weird thing to like lead with. Weird things to tell a child. Yes. I mean, ultimately, I think it says a lot about the Spema wedding that, like, that happens during the same special as Fiona and Declan literally kissing each other. And <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's, that's an uh, excellent point. What is the show? <laughs> I have a question for you guys, because this is the, uh, so two of me and Holland's, like, biggest disagreements about Degrassi quality was how much I love the cabin episode and she hated it because she was in a bad mood when she watched it and similar story for the really insane movie that I know you guys just watched because you just recapped it I can't remember what it's called what's that one called again it's the one that's like girls 
Or don't look back. It has two names. Yeah. Don't look back. Yeah. The one that's like in between. The one when Frankie yeah. like next gen and next class. Murderer. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And I, I mean, similarly, like situational. I'm like, I was like on a train going to my mom's house and really bored and kind of stoned. And I was like, this is a joy and a delight to be a part of. And Holland hated every minute I of it. Think, I never said that I hated it. I said that I was too high oh. while I was watching it and that it felt every moment felt so high stakes and important while I was watching it. <laughs> so I just had a very different viewing experience gotcha. while I watched that movie. Like I thought that Frankie was going to die because of that man. And I thought that the baby like Maya's babysitting situation I thought she was actually being haunted by a ghost like I was too into everything oh too susceptible to the musical cues I don't think I'd ever watch it again because it also felt like a million years because it was way too high when I watched it yeah see I just had like I had a real fun time and I loved every minute. And also, I like, like, a thriller or murder mystery kind of situation. Like, that's extremely my, like, what I like to consume content-wise. So I was like, I'm having a real fun time. <laughs> also, I, so I was on NJ Transit going to see my mother, um, which is, like, a two-and-a-half-hour train ride or something. And once in a while, I would just pause and take a headphone out and listen to the woman who was sitting across from me, like on the other aisle, who was breaking up with her boyfriend over the phone. <laughs> the entire train ride. Yeah. So I was like, everything that's happening right now is such a weird time. I'm having fun. <laughs> um, well, speaking to what you said first, we've definitely had the experience of being too high and watching episodes before. Yeah. We watched the entire beginning of season 13, like all the Paris episodes, completely out of order on YouTube. And we were so high. We were like, wow, this time jump plot is crazy. I can't imagine how they're going back and forth. Like we, ha I, until we have screencaps of it, we had no fucking clue what happened during that entire part. We just like took it out of our minds because we had no idea we watched it out of order. I actually think we did the same thing with, um, God, it was so bad. We found out Claire has a miscarriage on accident because we watched oh, episode yeah. and we watched oh, yeah. after it later. And we were like, they just didn't even tell us that. We're like, we yeah, that's a weird thing for Degrassi, not the show. Like, <laughs> like what a weird plot to do if they weren't going to even talk about it. Yeah, we, we were, were so confused. <laughs> but um, speaking of the movie, um. I don't really remember what we thought about it the first time we watched it. I think we were both kind of like, what the hell is happening? But also that's how season 14 felt in general. So we were just going with it at that point. I think like my ultimate feeling on all the Degrassi movies, um, with maybe the exception of schools out at the end of Degrassi High, because that's pretty serious, is that they're like high camp and you just have yes. to like touch that they're campy. Like we often say that like, it's almost hard to think of them existing in the canon of the show because it's like all of reality just goes out the window. And if you're willing to accept that, then it's really fun. But if you want to analyze it the way we tend to do with episodes, it's just exhausting because it doesn't feel like it's made to make sense. Yeah, like it was the type of thing where definitely I was it, I was entertained by it. I'm like, this is madness if you don't uh, take it too seriously. And especially this time, I was kind of excited 
for it because I was like, there are going to be so many good screenshots mm-hmm. that come out of this movie. Um, I just it. I wish it applied more to what would happen with next class. Like basically Zoe discovering her sexuality and Frankie and Winston breaking up are the only two things with any relevance whatsoever. I think that's why I have so much fun with the movies is because like high camp is what I like. I like murder mysteries and I like super high camp like Jawbreaker and Scream are two of my favorite films and I refuse to call them anything but films <laughs> like it's that's like what I like I like everything to be like whimsical and slightly ironic and that's probably or like not on purpose bad like that I think that's why I love and have such a fun time watching all the Degrassi movies because they're just so they you're right they're like totally out of reality like right. high camp and totally like absent of the reality is the perfect way to describe these movies because they're they're bananas they're so they're cuckoo bananas (laughs) truly and they're so fun every time like i don't know Uh, you know i I think it's important when degrassi gets serious and they try to do something but i'm like i'm having a fun time watching whatever the fuck that was right it's almost in the same vein as like nowhere to run like we were talking about before and like the ferris bueller episode and whatever like it's so ridiculous and doesn't exactly carry the plot along, but like it's so entertaining. You just need that breath of fresh air. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's definitely like a break that you absolutely need in order to be able to continue on with this show that can occasionally get really heavy or can occasionally get really foot in mouth y. <laughs> they fuck up a lot. Yeah, they do. Yes. So I enjoy it. From an entertainment standpoint. I'm like, movies are fun. Movies are a fun time. I I might just like rewatch that movie on my own time because I had I had a blast. (laughs) I'm gonna like smoke a joint and I'm gonna rewatch that movie. Speaking of cuckoo bananas, we (laughs) then find out along with Holly J that Tristan has axed like half the cast of the show, including Manny, who I think was going to sing something about teen pregnancy. And Terry was going to read a poem. I guess we already kind of talked about this. I would have loved to hear Manny's story, like song about teen pregnancy. Yeah. Yes. You know, we really like that that episode. I don't. Did it ever play in America? I don't remember. No, they didn't play it in America. It never played in America. At least not when it. Was and like- it was later. Oh, okay. Like and years later or something. Yeah. It was like long after I stopped watching the show. And Actually, they never. I think I remember how one of those, like, the end did like a Degrassi marathon. Do you remember those? That's when, that's when it first aired. Yeah, that's when it. I actually, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like they, we really never got any follow up about Manny's feelings or anything. Like, I think it would have been interesting. You know, even though they obviously were not feeling like writing an actual songs, they were like, she got axed and she's like not on the episode at all. But I would have really liked to hear that and also see how she's feeling about that now that it's like however many years later. Exactly. Probably at least 10, maybe. I don't know. The timeline on the show, I'm still confused by. I will never understand the timeline (laughs) on the show. They really fucked us up season 11, and I just, like, have not recovered. I don't know what year it is. I don't know what grade anybody is in. 
I missed the uniforms because at least I kind of knew what <laughs> grade they were in. in. I was like, oh, that guy's a senior? Cool. All right. Now I have context. You say that, but I know for a fact you do not remember what the colors meant. I mean, you had to remind me, but at least I knew once you reminded me what the colors meant. Like, purple is a senior, right? Was purple a senior? I think it was. Purple was freshman, I think. No. Yeah, I was freshman. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. People are getting kicked out of this show. And Holly J is like, okay, you do you, Tristan. <laughs> I think that's basically what was happening. She looks, you know what she looks, she's dressed like in this? She's got very, like, Charlotte from Sex in the City vibes. Oh, 100%. Ooh, I see that. It's she, very, she's, re she, she's you know what? Charlotte. It's very clear that she's in Connecticut, actually. Yeah. Yale the makes sense. That, the fact that her name is Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um yeah, and I think Charlotte in Sex and the City is from Connecticut. Yeah. It's all so full, it's all full circle. Everyone I think just that everyone who is in Connecticut dresses like Charlotte from Sex and the City and yeah. that has passed on to Holly J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then we see Emma coming across the protest outside and is immediately on board. And she's Obviously. like, you know, I went topless for a protest when I went here. And I'm like, was that a protest? Okay, Emma. <laughs> it was a protest. It just, like, wasn't very well thought out. It was more like, <laughs> Emma's hot now. Let's talk about it. Like, that was, like, more the vibe. Um, but Lola but, like, is immediately interested. And Shay is like, that is less relevant here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Please do not do that. That is not an option for what we have going on. And then Tiny comes along and is not happy. And Lola's like, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. This is bigger than you. And she talks about how she went to Simpson and he wasn't listening and how this is for like the greater good. And then this is when she's like, did you know that racism exists? Like, did yeah. you know that you get discriminated against? And he uh, was like, yeah, <laughs> I, yes, I, I, I definitely do. But eventually comes around to it because he decides that it is important to fight for the cause, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, at one point, Lola, talking about Emma, goes, that lady listened to me. And I'm like, hearing Emma lady. referred to as that lady is like very <laughs> funny to me. I have the exact same reaction. That's like the funny thing about an episode like this is like, you know, they're all different ages, but because we all see them at the same age, I almost forget. But then I'll like see Lola standing next to Emma and I'm like, oh, wow. There's like mm -hmm. a, a good decade between these characters. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but then we're at the gala and Frankie's like backstage and she's nervous. So she goes to like, get some air. And then she sees the protest and how she's being used as the face of white privilege. Where's the lie? And <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Where is the lie indeed? And then this is when she comes across Paige and Spinner, like walking arm in arm to the gala. Cause Emma had to go, I guess. Like. Or no, Emma's outside in the protest, so he needs someone to, like, sit with, like, or something. Um, and then they're like, oh, you're the girl from the poster. And she's, they're telling her, like, don't run away from your mistakes. Degrassi is a great place to make mistakes. And, and like, learn from them and grow. And guess what? Frankie's going to do none of those things. She's going to run from her fucking mistakes. <laughs> yup. 
Yeah, and Paige says, if you're a good person, Degrassi always seems to give you a second chance. And I'm like, is Frankie a good person? I was going to ask you guys about that, actually, because <sighs> you've talked about the people who get hate. Does Frankie get hate? Because I think I hate Frankie oh, yeah. more than like almost anyone else. We also hated her when we first watched this. Yeah. We also called her racist girl the whole time because <laughs> I don't know if we ever like, like remembered her name. I don't think we ever chose to remember anybody's name except for Tiny because it's a memorable yeah. name. It's <laughs> easy to remember Tiny. We truly did not like her. And the whole time we were like, I mean, let us know if you like her, but this is not a good look and we do not care for her. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Um, to answer your question, yes, she gets a lot of hate. I would say a lot of people still call her Ku Klux Fran. Oh my god. I might I might carry on doing yeah. that. I see Frank K K K. Yeah. I see that yep. one written a lot when talking about her. People are very creative. Um I she definitely has more fans than Tristan has, I would say. But she may no, I don't think she's quite as hated. But I mean, Tristan just has so many, so many moments that people can call out. And I also think the difference for for the fandom is that Tristan doesn't get checked on the show very often. Like, he's super biphobic to Miles, for example, and no one's yeah. ever like, hey, that's biphobia. Whereas, like, everyone drags Frankie on the show also. So, yeah, that's True. different. Um, but yes, she has a lot of haters. I think more people are willing to forgive her. I would say I don't really forgive her, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, she just has not shown any semblance of growth or like trying to understand. She just like doesn't seem interested yeah. in growth or learning from yeah. her mistakes or admitting that she's made a mistake ever once in her life. We yeah. also, right. when we watched this originally, we were surprised that like, she didn't go out and join in on the protest as a way, like, I think because we were still in, like, season two and things were wrapped up in, like, one episode and, people, like, the whole thing was, like, I've been called out on a mistake. Now let me grow from my mistake. And we were, like, I thought she was going to, like, go out and join the protest and, like, admit to her mistakes and be, like, I'm sorry. I'm, like, going to be with you guys now. I'm working hard at this. And that does not happen at all in this episode. And She's just, like, digging her heels yeah. in. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I can't remember exactly, like, it'll be good to see on the rewatch, but to my remembrance, she doesn't ever really fully apologize or grasp what she did. Like, she kind of plays the victim. Like, am I, am I misremembering that, or does she always... Uh, next class is a blur to me to be honest yeah. <laughs> definitely need a refresher but I remember her like I don't know never fully being like I'm just going to listen and learn as to what I did was with race it was racist that's disappointing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disappointing upsetting. but also like not tremendously surprising yeah Consider, right. like I, I almost and not like inaccurate uh, to a lot of people's experience yeah I was gonna say as much as like it's gonna make me hate her as a character probably forever I almost like that they chose to do that because yeah. there are so many people in the world especially people like in her situation of her stature that would just be like I'm never wrong yeah I didn't mean to do anything yep. wrong so I didn't do anything wrong exactly. right. like 
her whole mentality. It seems like she's more offended by the notion that someone would call her a racist than by the idea that she might have, like, been racist and offended other people. Exactly. I I wish almost that I brought it. So, actually, we, like, we have a a book club, um, and we're right now reading How to Be an Anti-Racist. And (laughs) there's a really great quote in there about how, like, racist has to go back to being a descriptor word not like a pejorative word or an insult right because it's describing an action and a behavior and you know if it's just if you if you give the word the power of just being an insult it doesn't really have meaning anymore like it does it does not a describing word so if you call someone out on their racism all they're hearing is you're a mean bad person and i don't like you Instead of, oh, I made a mistake with my behavior or my action and I should change that behavior or action. Yeah. It becomes suddenly like a, this is a you thing. This is about your personality and you're mean and a butt and I hate you instead of like, fix yourself. Yeah. Right. Like if she was like, oh, wow, I I didn't realize and I'm because I'm privileged and I did an ignorant thing, but I now see why what I did was racist and I'm going to learn from it. But that is just not what happens. No. She just, like, doubles down. By she doubles down. Um, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating, but also, like, pretty true to life. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't happen. She has, like, a pep talk with Spinner and Paige. And I, one of them ends it with, I know you can make it through. And I was like, man, I hate when you guys do that. <laughs> I did it a lot, a few years ago as well. Did I? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm so consistent. <laughs> um, but then the police get here. And they're telling them to that they're not allowed to be as loud as they are. And that they're not allowed to be on school property. Nor are they allowed to be in the road. And then one of the police officers, like, talks to Shay about Lola like can you put a muzzle on this one because Lola is not backing down and it's incredibly infuriating to watch this and it feels real poignant I mean it's also it's I mean it was also poignant then because the whole this is not a new thing this is not a 2020 thing but also fuck a cop um (laughs) yeah it it was like I was like oh yeah no this is extremely like Mm -hmm. cop behavior in this situation yeah i wrote in my notes lola gets one right for putting herself between her black friend and the police hell yes (laughs) um but they decide to work around the limitations and get creative with the lights like the the spotlights from i guess from lola's family's business yeah she was saying that they use it like on the side of neighboring buildings like at the restaurant as like free billboard advertising basically which is pretty genius yeah so they like put their own messages into these light billboard spotlight things yeah and like shine it into the auditorium while frankie is giving her performance which is like it's so fucking cool and it's also like a something that's been used like pretty effectively and poignantly in a lot of protests in the past like four or five years mm-hmm. um but also how did they get it into the auditorium? What is the layout of that school? Like, how many windows? It doesn't look like a very, like, windowed room. Auditoriums usually have, like, 
almost no windows. no windows or like they're at the very top very small because people are like playing basketball and shit in there i'm just choosing not to question this because <laughs> degrassi doesn't make sense i i get hung up on logistics like this doesn't make any sense really but they're flashing messages but i like, like it racism lives here stop silencing students um i can't remember if there was a black lives matter exactly but it was like of that sentiment yeah there was a black lives matter sign i don't know if there was a black lives matter spotlight Spotlight. yeah i can't remember and then immediately as this is happening frankie just like bails and runs off the stage um and then and because i guess people were like laughing while at her while this was happening and tristan gets up and gives a speech and is like we don't do that here we don't laugh at people um also i realize i've been a part of the problem i've been censoring people during this show i'm gonna fix it and then he goes and brings the protest inside to the auditorium and lola gives a speech and it's actually pretty good yeah and says like it's time to talk about racism and zero tolerance is bad and also somebody should call me out on my past (laughs) racist statements if only she said that that'd be great (laughs) um but then she talks to Simpson afterward and he wants to hear their concerns and thinks they need to form a student committee to talk about the zero tolerance policy. Um, and Lola's going to be like the head of this committee. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and Grace and Lola are going to be friends now, just as Lola predicted. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> remember how Lola's like kind of a witch? Do you remember when she was doing like voodoo spells? I forgot about that. And and like curses. And now I think that maybe Lola's a little bit of a witch. And I like I want that for her. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, but then Frankie decides that everyone has written her off and that there's no way she can come back from this and just wants to leave Degrassi and run away from her problems. And when we initially watched this, um, Kelsey said, based on this episode, I'm kind of fine with this girl never coming back. Like, if you're into oblivion, you suck. That sounds like me. <laughs> like, disappear into oblivion, you suck. Yeah. Uh, similar sentiment. Yeah. Similar sentiment today. I'm like, oh. if Frankie never comes back, I think I'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's like, especially if she's not even going to try to do the work on herself. Yeah. It's just like. I don't, like, I don't need her to be redeemed. I just need her to, like, learn from her actions and promise to be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, my my note, I said, to be frank, Frank the Tank tanked her own reputation. <laughs> I and love I it. feel like a poet. Put that on a poster. <laughs> Put it, get, send me a t-shirt with that on it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Um, I guess I might go over some notes I took on the episode four years ago that I didn't say. I was immediately confused about the racist girl storyline, Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> still confused about the sexual tension bit in the show. We were so the Winston Zoe sexual tension nonsense yeah. in the gala. We were also like, what is happening? I'm still <laughs> like that. I still don't get why it happened. Also, Either. we didn't get to really talk about it, but I, my note did say how much I hated the intro so much. But also, 
when they do the kiss, it pans to Simpson and he's smiling and nodding. And I'm like, why are Wicked. you cool with this? What is happening? So yeah, I wrote down the quote, Degrassi is more than just kissing. <laughs> And I said, Emma and her social disease agrees. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so weird. It's so weird to ask. It's, but, yeah. I hate it. That's the episode. It was really interesting to watch it with all the context this time, but it seems like we had similar <laughs> reactions to last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, But at the end of every episode, we do a couple, like, wrap up segments so first we do who was our ship of the episode who did we enjoy as a couple the most i'm going tiny and lola yeah i agree we said that last time too yeah what do you guys think definitely knowing Zoe and winston <laughs> true love they're in it for the long haul yeah we never see together um yeah i would probably say tiny and lola also spirit squad spirit squad captain who was like who had the best ep marco you said that last time too (laughs) holy shit yeah i'm going i'm going with marco we said lola and marco last time i I think i think i stand by that (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) Also, um, apparently, I totally forgot we used to read YouTube comments of the episodes that we watched because we talked about, like, well, this is on Netflix, so we can't read any YouTube comments. And I was like, I forgot that we used to do that because all the episodes we were watching were on YouTube. That was fun. the comments are crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're but amazing. They're we so read, entertaining. We read such good ones. Why did we stop doing that? That was so fun. Maybe we just stopped doing it. Did we? I don't know. Maybe they just stopped having comments on them. I feel like we probably just forgot. I think we did too. We maybe did a hiatus. We and also forgot. stopped doing eulogies. Oh yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. But that was mostly because they weren't just like dis- the char- so we used to do eulogies when a character would just like disappear without any warning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like, like Kendra, or like they like... were just never on the show ever again or whatever. But we had to stop doing that because a lot of the characters actually started dying in the context of the show. And it was getting, like, too bummery. Yeah. I think Makes that's why sense. we stopped doing that. And I ran out of songs to use underneath yeah. our eulogies. Also, they were just getting, like, too. Like, the as soon as, like, all the old people were, like, leaving in mass, it was yeah. like, oh, this is getting too much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And also, like, we had less of a connection to people the longer we watched. True. So much burnout. Did you guys have anyone else that you liked for Spirit Squad? <laughs> Other than Marco and Lola? Ooh. I do have a Spirit Squad. Ooh. Okay. And one of the protesters, there's this one girl who is just really silently using a maraca during the <laughs> protest like wasn't like they weren't even making any noise like it was just like, like she was adding nothing to the protest and the noise it was so silent and anyway maraca protest lady is my spirit squad captain <laughs> i'm begging you to this. i'm begging for you when you guys do the screen caps to just turn that into a gift so i can retweet it 
Hell yeah. Like it, like, it was so quiet. Like, I'm like, you're not adding laughs to anything to the protest. You're giving us nothing. It's, it's like, <laughs> Can I start bringing maracas to protests? I feel like it'll take away the seriousness of my statements. <laughs> That's amazing. Definitely Morocco lady. We stand. We definitely stand Morocco lady. I've missed her on both viewings. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did not notice her. Wait, let's see, wait, which one was it? I, d- I d- wrote it down. Where was she in my notes? I have to go back and watch her. Because it's oh. so funny. It was like right. It was okay. It was right after the lights when they cut outside during okay. the lights. That's where protest Morocco lady is. Oh, was it like when they came into when, the like, auditorium? People aren't even watching them outside. All the things are happening inside and just Morocco. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was inside. The lights are going. And she's just standing there. It was awesome. Oh my god! Amazing. I love it. Amazing. Do you want to skip Grapevine? I feel like we yeah we can skip it. We've we just gotten a lot on. of like I also did a fake baby unit in school. We've got a lot of fake baby unit <laughs> in school responses. Yeah, we'll do it later. Yeah, we can do that next time. Someone mentioned how Whisper Hug was the worst band name ever. It's it stands. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, what about Prodigal Spoon? <laughs> and Jonah. Oh yeah. I, I hated them as a that. band, but I don't, for some reason, that band name is, like, far less gross to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you're trying to be smart, and you're really not, and I'm, yeah. but, like, I can deal with dumb. Like, something about Whisper Hug is, like, upsetting. It's, it's like, how some people feel about the word moist. It's like, extreme. I don't have that feeling, because it just makes me think of a cake, but, like, you know, but, like. It's how I feel about like certain certain words. It's how I feel about um, any sort of like um, idiom that has to do with animals. Like I don't like like sweating like a pig. Like for example, like I get all grossed out by like that and like any sort of animal idiom I don't enjoy. And that is how I feel about whisker whisper hug. Oh, whisker hug would be cuter. Whisker hug. Whisper hug is gross though. I don't know why. Because whisker hug implies like a cute animal is giving you a hug yeah whisper hug is a bummer and it's not easy to say <laughs> no also, i'm pretty sure their mar- their music was terrible as most of the bands on the show have illustrated um <laughs> but yeah but maya and jonah's band doesn't even have a name which i don't know if is better or worse <laughs> i kind of prefer it i don't think they ever do do they I feel like they do, but I don't remember what it is. Hmm. I mean, I guess it's just one less thing for us to complain about. So yeah. maybe it's better. <laughs> I think it's better. Also, that's kind of like not to like equivalent them to like one of the best rock and roll bands of all time. But that's kind of like not having a band name is kind of cool in like a Rolling Stonesy kind of way who literally made up their band name on the spot because they had a radio interview and they were like, what's your band called? <laughs> and they, it was like a song title on another album that was like just on the floor from like, I think like Muddy Waters or whatever. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the episode. Do we want to recommend other media that we have been enjoying? Do we, we want to do, do that? that? We can do that. We like to do like, um, we'll do like some plugs about what we're doing or, you know, like our social media. If you guys want to, I mean, obviously, Degrassi, Degrassi no context, context, but also if you want to like plug your personal <laughs> social media and stuff, 
We also like to recommend like other things that we've been enjoying. Yeah. So, so you can follow us at Degrassi Pod or email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us any info. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tessier. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. And where can everyone follow you guys? You can follow me on my personal Twitter if you want to at M-E-M-K or on my Instagram at E.T. Phone Crone, which is a play on E.T. Phone Home. <laughs> I'm following you right now. <laughs> we can get the follows. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at HeyHeyAC and I guess the, the shameless self-promotion is I do a late night comedy show that I post every week on Sunday night on YouTube. So if you like late night comedy, that type of thing, uh, the link is in the bio on my Twitter. So that's cool. Yeah. I also just saw that Stefan Brogren commented on one of your tweets that you posted. Oh, I saw it the other day. A couple hours ago. Our whole Stefan is such a thing. (laughs) I live this scene. Yes. (laughs) Us. I might have to do a part two. Yeah, I think this has to be maybe fifty comments by now. That's yeah, amazing. It's <laughs> really good. And yesterday he added something about Ruth Bader Ginsburg as like a hashtag at the end. Oh no! We he wrote like, live the scene hashtag RPG forever, and I was like, maybe don't put those two together. Oh, boy. Oh, so <laughs> too <laughs> soon. So misguided. Oh, Stefan. Stefan. See, this is why we can never have Stefan Brogren on because we make fun of him too much. <laughs> this is like how we are with a lot of them, though. That's true. Like we make fun of everybody. Yeah. A lot of times, I think it would be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> We're not an ego boosting no. grassy podcast. Um, so thank you guys for coming on the show. It was super fun. And if there are any future episodes that you want to do, let us know. Yeah, feel free. Whether it's next <laughs> class or if we slash when we eventually get to Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Oh my God. We, are... we have a lot of thoughts. We would love to talk about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. This yeah. Fun. I'm very I'm very glad that you guys were willing to come on because I think what happened was like one of our like mutuals tweeted at both of us and was like you guys should be doing an episode together (laughs) and I was like that is a great idea but it was also like mid quarantine and Holland and I were like we're not doing things right now right (laughs) we are strictly against doing things so I'm really glad this all worked out yeah Yeah. we figured out Skype open door whenever you want to come back on usually try to have at least one guest a season. Yeah. <laughs> if not more. Definitely. Season three is so good. Like, I'm so yeah. excited for season three. I'm like, I would love okay. to talk about a season three episode. Pick whatever season three episode you want to be on. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. Like, we'll pencil you in. Yeah. <laughs> Just whichever one it is, and we'll let you know. Like, we usually do, like, a brief hiatus in between seasons, but I don't know that we will this time because we've, like... We just took, like, four months. We've, we've taken, like, two extremely long hiatuses in a row because we were not expecting COVID. COVID. <laughs> um, so we may just, like, not be taking any time off. Yeah. Um, I'm powering through. So, yes, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you to Jay, as always, for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening.
Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Remember when I said that in an Instagram live with uh, with Pat, with Joey himself, and regretted oh it immediately. Night of our lives. <laughs> we were on Instagram live with, yeah, Pat, who plays Joey, but we didn't expect to get put on Instagram live, so we were, like, drunk and in our pajamas. Oh, no. And it was so funny, like, trying to think of questions to ask him, and we were both, like, been drinking. Like, wouldn't it be funny if we request to join his live and then we see it was accepted and we're like, <gasps> it's horrible. <laughs> like when we see the accepted logo go and we're like, oh my God. You're so shocked.